I'm going to assume that you have all seen the show The Office. Many of us would believe that that is what a typical office setting and atmosphere looks like. Others would say, hmm, that's a pretty good TV show, and it's not exactly the way that a normal office looks like. Although the whole idea of normal has changed greatly in the last few years. And even before that, I think there were concepts about a renegade office, something that looked completely different than the show The Office and other office settings. So today we are going to talk about the renegade office, and we'll share a little bit about what it is and more on this episode of Today's Antidote. Stay tuned for Today's Antidote, brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's Antidote features a healthy dose of thought-provoking insights and information for business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and nonprofit professionals. Each day since March of 2020, this program has offered that one thing to help you continue on your own unique pathway to success. And now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Do, 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 do. Hey, Tom, nice intro. Man, you threw me. I, I started thinking about The Office. I was totally, uh, yeah, I had a lot going on. If there. you were really thinking about The Office, it would have been cool if you'd have come in with the theme song rather than your do-do-do-do. Come I in was with... trying very hard to remember it. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't get there. I was yeah. thinking about it, though. That's How are fair. you today? Doing very well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. No complaints. So it's, a, it's a Monday. It is Monday. Yes, it is. Different than every other Monday. Unique in its own sense. Unique in the sense that last Monday, most of us didn't work. This Monday, most of us work. Fair enough. And a lot of us worked last week. We did our show last week, last month. Oh, we, did we do, we recorded it though. Yes. But we did do it. You're right. Yes, indeed. All right, everyone. Our show, as Bob mentioned, is today's antidote. Our daily broadcast and podcast where we'll have a conversation all week long around a topic. This week's topic, as I mentioned, is renegade office. So we'll talk through what that looks like. And while we have those discussions, we welcome your thoughts and ideas. Please feel free to share them in the comments of whatever social media you happen to be watching this on, whether it is Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or LinkedIn Live. We got the loud version of LinkedIn Live today. I like it. I did. Really raising the roof there. Uh, so please feel free to share your thoughts and ideas. It will add value to our show as well as it may impact someone else and what they is real for them and how they might be able to take their next step along their own unique pathway to success. So please feel free to share that. At the end of our discussion each day, Bob and I will offer our one thing, our today's antidote, that thing that may help you when you're struggling, trying to figure out what to do next, how to take that next step. It might help you find some clarity around that and move forward. So, before though we get into every uh, sorry before we get into our discussion every day we start off with our celebrations bob what are you celebrating today i am celebrating the fact that i got up this morning this was a morning where i really didn't want to get up for a variety of reasons i was sound asleep my alarm went off really early and i did not want to get up and i got up 
I'm sure everyone can understand that feeling from time to time. Certainly. Certainly. Sometimes How about you, Tom? What what celebrate you today? What celebrate me today? Is that what you said? <laughs> That's exactly what I said. said what? Oh, whatever. <laughs> what am I celebrating today? Yes. I am going to celebrate that you never know who you're impacting. We talk about it all the time. And I was traveling a little bit this weekend. And on multiple occasions throughout the weekend, had people comment about this show. People who, I, you know, they don't comment on it, yet they have watched it and talk about it. Uh, and I think that that was, you know, everyone from my former boss from, I don't even know how many years ago now, almost 25 years ago, to my wife's aunt, to a woman I used to work with about 20 years ago. And it's just fascinating to me how the things that we say and do, we just never know who happens to be watching. And sometimes that can... Uh, have an impact on the way that you connect and engage with them. So that's my celebration today. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Sometimes I feel like you and I are just doing this show for ourselves and there's no one paying attention. Well, I think that's one of the things that so many people think about in all, many of the things that they do, that people do and they just never know. You know, it's one of the things I, I always talk about with officials um, is that you never know who's out in there, who's out there watching that could have an impact on, on you or future opportunities that you have or how you are observed. I, I, maybe I've shared this story um, and I'll share it one more time. When I was a probably sophomore in high school, there was a, uh, the girls basketball team had made it to the States or the playoffs, whatever. I can't remember the exact game. And you know, as high school students do, there was a whole group of us who went to the game. I think they chartered a bus, not chartered a bus, but took a school bus. And so we were all cheering vociferously. Whoa, big word for a Monday. I know. I usually am not pulling out the big words. So, and some of that cheering was a little over the top that might have turned into yelling at an official or two. I was young. What did I know? Right. The next day in school, my math teacher asked me to stick around afterwards, after class. And he said to me, you know, I, I saw the way you were acting. And he said, and some of it was great. It was great that you were helping cheer. And <laughs> some of it was, I don't think the way you would want, you want to be represented. And I just, he said, I'm just sharing that as, you know, someone who happened to notice that that was a little out of character for you. And I was like, thank you. I appreciate that. And it was somebody I respected and someone that I thought, hmm, interesting point of view. You know, I had an, I had someone that I know talk to me about another official that was saying, hmm, here's some things that I've noticed that I think this person should con could consider as they continue their work and as they try to advance within the profession. And so I think that's just an important thing for us to always remember, not that it necessarily should change what we do. We all have the choice to make in that. Just 
to remember that we never really know who is watching and who is going to be impacted by the things we say or the actions we take. Wow. That was a long intro. That was a lot going on for a uh, start of a Monday. Yes. Yes. I'm going to try the radical segue into our topic. So, okay. So I, I think what that person was talking about was your presence within an ecosystem, you know, within that school environment. And I think that's what we have in an office. We have an environment in an office. And as renegades, and, and by the way, I should say at the beginning, we didn't just put the word renegade before office because it sounds really cool and it's just our brand. That would be too easy. Tom and I have thought about this renegade office idea a lot because it's really important to what we're trying to do. Because if you have renegades involved in offices, you will have an office that's probably a renegade office. And that office will operate a little differently than other offices. Now, Tom, do you want to explain to them how that might work? Because I will confess, you've worked in offices more than me. Okay. Well, I think that there's... You know, it's it, it, and it's funny as I was thinking about the this topic and the I'm a big fan of the Office, the show. And, I did not and I know think, that until today. Yeah, I it's and I watch it and cringe many times, uh, wondering how that show ever was able to be broadcast on TV, um, given some of the dialogue and shows anyhow i think that that was sort of the idea of <laughs> that was that was someone's sort of parody on office life and yet there is much of that that is very true and and i think that there's it's almost to the point where it's almost so true that that's why it's funny is people can truly see what happens and so like that's our perception for a lot of people of what an office looked like. And I would say that, you know, if you go back 15 or 20 years, that probably isn't that far off. No. Uh, I mean, there's some extremes in there and there's, you know, pe- things that not a lot of work always gets done sometimes. And there are meetings that we go to that we wonder why the heck are we in this meeting? Anyhow. So I think that that's, that is some example of what the office setting would look like. And, you know, and so I, from my experience, some of that did carry over. You know, the way they did performance reviews were kind of the way performance reviews sometimes are done in many offices, very poorly, and without a whole lot of thought that goes into them and and sort of as something that we have to do. And this is the way we've always done it. So, of course, this is the way we are always going to do it. And I think that's some of the challenges of of the, the typical office setting. And I think the pandemic has clearly highlighted for many that there are other ways to do that. So for a lot of typical office settings, they were struck hard by the pandemic in trying to figure out how to pivot and change. Others had started making some changes based on what was going on. It's interesting. I think the office that I worked at, um, at my first job, through the years, they have really... I think been fairly progressive in the way they run the office. They've had numerous people who are not local who run out, work out of their office and come back to the campus in this case when needed. And otherwise they're just out doing their thing 
stay in touch with their supervisors. And that started, see, I left there in 97 and we already had one remote person at that time. And so I think that there were, and, and not just being remote is the, isn't the only reason that it becomes what we would define as a renegade, or at least I would define as a renegade office. So I think that's some of the challenges that, that, that what I see and start to think about is what is a renegade office, an office that doesn't just say this is the way we've always done it, that they start to look at and start to evaluate how do we, how could we do things differently? And, you know, some of this ties into what did we, what we talked about last week as a renegade leader and the, you know, if you have a renegade leader, there's a decent chance that your office is going to be a little, is going to be different. And it's going to be more of a renegade office and less of a uh, Michael Scott run office. I, I like all that. I would add that as I'm defining it, I think of it as an office that asks the question why more than average. You know, what what is going on? Why, why are we doing what we're doing? How might we do it differently? And then at least having the discussion and being open to ideas from every participant in that team. You know, that to me is a really big part of the renegade office that doesn't have to be the leader, the person assigned as leader, always coming up with the great ideas. It could be the person who has the least experience who comes in and says, what if we tried this? That would be really great. And I think that is one of the ways that that office can exist in a different way that challenges some people. I mean, that's one of the things that I think happens with the whole renegade, whether you're renegade leader or renegade offices, people can be challenged by that idea because it's like, well, why are you asking why to this? We've always done it this way, like you said. And when you ask that question, why? Often the answer is, there isn't an answer. It just is. And that can be troublesome to people who are used to it being a certain way. And change is difficult and change is really difficult when it's happening right in front of your eyes. And I think that's part of that renegade office is embracing change, not for change's sake, but for the sake of trying to figure out a different pathway forward that might lead to different results. Sure. You know, it's interesting. I think that a lot of people would look at, and I, I think this is, is, is a safe, um, not safe, but is a appropriate um, comparison or, or title Google office, right? Mm -hmm. The, it, you know, there's, there's always food around, there's ping pong tables, there's, you know, all these things that would make work seem more enjoyable, which I think is the way they paint it. And, and in some regards, it's no different than the big offices that have their own cafeteria or their own dining room, which have been around for a long time. You know, and when you get to the core, in my opinion, of what those are, those are just excuses, just different methods to make it seem like the office is more fun and to keep people working and at the office longer. I think the Could idea... I was going to say is that the Go idea ahead. is that that you are providing benefits, and what you're really doing is providing benefits so that people stay at the office longer and are supposedly more happy because they can go off and do these other things. And there is value in that. Don't get me wrong, 
And I, I also do believe that at the core of it was if we can kind of make it seem like this is a fun place to be and we provide them with everything, why would they ever leave? And so it's a great way to get them to spend more time at the office. And if they are doing that, there's likely that means they're going to spend more time on work. Could it also be that it encourages different kinds of collaboration? If you're sitting in the line at the dry cleaners at Google next to a person, you just start chatting with them about what they're doing and they're doing something completely different from what you do. And next thing you know, you realize you could partner. There's a lot of that. I hate to use the 90s word synergy, but there's a lot of synergy that can come from that. You know, and, and as we work with more remote offices, I think that's one of the things we lose is that serendipitous discussion that, you know, I can't tell you how many times, Tom, I've been in discussions with people where we've been joking about something and someone makes a really good joke. And then it's like, wait a second, hold on. What if we did that? What, what would that look like? So that can be part of that. I think the renegade office is one where that crazy suggestion becomes part of the re the opportunity. I I worked uh, at one job. I worked on something that was a crazy joke idea that I turned into one of the more successful things they ever had. And it was literally someone cracked a joke about it and said, well, we should just let them do this. And I thought about it for the weekend, came in Monday and started to discuss what that would look like got the support I needed to pursue it. And two months later, it was launched. Well, and I think people it, like, where, where'd you get the idea? It's like, I got the idea from a joke that he said at lunch the other day. Well, it's interesting that uh, it just reminds me the commencement speaker. So we have my daughter's two year delayed commencement, uh, <laughs> not because of her lack of classes because of COVID. And the speaker was, the, was one of the guys who found in Netflix who was a Hamilton graduate. And his talk was all about <clears throat> kind of like there's no such thing as a good idea. In that there's, you know, every idea seems a good idea. And yet it really only becomes a good idea if you actually take steps towards it. He, he said so many good, so many ideas that have value get left in the shower, in the car, left in your head and because so many other people on the say, conference room table conference room table on a whiteboard on the chalkboard whatever and, and i think that it's the failure to take action and the that allowing that action to be supported is you know why they why they become good ideas or they why they don't become good ideas they just become an idea that sits out there again the value of not using good or bad is just an idea that doesn't really have a whole lot of value until you actually take action towards it. So I think that that's, you know, that is a, a good piece as a part of that. And I think it's the conundrum, right? Of like, okay. Yeah. Oh, another big word, Tom Brush. It's big word Monday. Big word Monday is we want to have the, the a group of people that we think are going to add value to our organization. Yeah. One of the limitations of that is you all have to live in the same place. Right. And so, OK, we if we feel like we can bring in a different group of subset of people that will add value. Yet they don't all live conveniently. It takes away those opportunities 
for the synergy that you talked about. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges facing offices today is they want the flexibility to allow their employees, again, to be happy to work from home or whatever, work from wherever, that people are looking for, seem to be thinking about now. And yet at the same time, they want that connectiveness that provides those casual conversations that could turn into an idea that might add a lot of value for the organization. I, I like all that. It's funny when you were talking about whiteboards, Tom, I wish I were in my Towson office because we have that whiteboard that's got all kinds of great ideas that you and I came up with. That has a lot of ideas. And of some ideas. of them we have taken steps towards. Yeah. Some. We have not. And I think that's yeah. the that's one of those key things about how do you take that first step. And it's interesting, you know, it, part of his talk was that so many will, people will tell you why you can't do something or why it won't work. That's actually, <laughs> I think, the title of his book is why it won't work, I think. Um, and so it was it was just an interesting convert, you know, interesting to, for me to listen to that at this point. I thought it was a uh, it was a great conversation or, or a great talk here as we talk about you know what does it mean to be a renegade what does it look like to be a renegade and the challenges that renegades face so do you have your one thing for today bob well i was just going to tack on to what you said a minute or two ago i i think that's really to me part of what the renegade office is instead of looking at the reasons why you can't do something exploring the possibility of actually doing something and what that would look like and it, you know Absent, I can't tell you how many times I've had to talk to companies where it's like, let's talk through this idea. And the first thing you have to do is convince them not to worry about staffing. We're not going to worry about how many people it takes, how much money it budgets. On. Let's just see if it, where this idea goes. Then we can staff it. And when you can divorce yourself from those logistical things, often you can have a much better discussion that leads to solutions that wouldn't have come up otherwise. And then I can't tell you how many times after you go through and everyone's like, yes, yeah, great idea. This looks, yeah, this would really work. All right. Now, how do we staff it? Well, we'd have to shift this, that. Okay. Oh, we might have to do a little overtime. Okay. Oh, what about supplies? Well, we can get them this way. It goes from impossible to possible because some of those factors that always are limiting are at least out of the equation at the beginning. Or at least they they have been considered and we're trying and you're thinking about how do we do this differently? Right. Because I think that ultimately becomes one of the challenges. And I think where they're what halts a lot of ideas is this thought of how are we going to staff it? What priority does it take? Um, where are we going to find the resources? Who's going to do all the stuff that we're now not doing? Uh, and I think that's to me, as I think about it is as I think about an, a renegade office and my, maybe my one thing is it's an office that is willing to reprioritize on a regular basis and understand that that almost nothing is um, the quote unquote sacred cow that we can't not do and that we're willing to at least push that aside for something that has value new value that we have discovered now i mean i know we'll talk about this on thursday there are serious challenges that come along with that which is why many offices don't 
become the renegade office that they would like to be. And I think that that's, that's what makes it intriguing is, and for me, if I was going to say what it is, what is a renegade office, it's an office that is willing to reprioritize and think about those ideas that come up that seem to have value or have value. We just aren't really sure of how much value that will provide. And they are willing to take the necessary next steps to try to achieve it. Nice. I was going to say that, uh, you know, to me, the renegade office is really the office that's open to all the possibilities to at least exploring them. And from there, deciding how, how they want to proceed in a way that in so many offices I worked in, it was like, nope, we've always done it this way. Performance reviews are always in April. Why? Well, because it's just the month because we're busy January through March. Well, what if we did them in October? Well, we've never done that. What if we did in January? No, we're too busy in January. What if we did it throughout the year? No. And I think that's the the challenge of the Renegade office is being open means really, truly being open, not just open to the ideas that fit the leader or the organization, but all the ideas. You know, it's, it's funny to me how many times we hire new people into companies and then we don't encourage them to share what they know with us. We expect yes. them to adapt to the organization when, in fact, when you hire someone, it's like, wow, this person really good in this area. You know, I know in interviews, I've interviewed people and it's like, this person really helped us figure this out. And we never go there with that person. Sure. Well, don't get into the challenges just yet because I think okay. that's not the first I, I, I withdraw my last comment. Forget no, I, I think it's good to touch on it because that sets up okay. the conversation on Thursday. And Wednesday, okay. we'll talk about the benefits. So there's there's some all these opportunities to talk further about what the Renegade office looks like. And we welcome your thoughts and ideas. If you have a one thing that you'd like to share about the Renegade office and what you think it is, we welcome that because we know that that will add value to someone else who happens to be listening and might be looking for exactly that thing, to help them take their next step. So if you uh, want to be a part of this, maybe you can't comment because you're listening to the podcast, but you'd like to be a part of the conversation, the discussion in a different way, join us inside our Ring of Renegades Facebook group, where we'll be talking about this all week long with polls and comments and ideas and quotes. And we welcome your input because we know that it will have an impact on someone, someone that you might never have thought would even be watching that it may change something for them in a way to help them find their next step along their own unique pathway to success. So we look forward to seeing you inside our Ringer Renegades Facebook group, or we'll see you 7 a.m. tomorrow morning for our next edition of today's antidote. Have a great day, everyone. Hey, embrace the renegading you. Excellent. And go out. Just remember, someone might be watching what you're doing. Oh, boy. Which is a good thing, which also could, not a good thing, sorry, which means keep taking your actions. They might have a real impact on someone else, and you might never know. All right, everyone, we will see you soon. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to today's Antidote, powered by the Renegade Success Network. The Renegade Success Network helps you confidently create your own unique pathway to success. 
To learn more about the Renegade Success Network and how you can take your next step, follow us on Twitter, connect on LinkedIn, or join the Ring of Renegades Facebook group. For full details on how you can join our community, go to renegadesuccessnetwork.com. Embrace the renegade in you.